Maybe. All right, we live now? Yeah, but it's, you guys can just go, right? It's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, it's easy to hit record and then forget that I hit record. Okay. Just, that's fine. That's all right. Well, <laughs> I didn't mean to. We were fine. I know. I know. That's Thank why you. it's like I hit record. He's a, he's a left handed pitcher and he crossed us up. No, Shocker. I'm so. thinking I need to. I should have been recording right from the beginning. <laughs> so, minus that last part about work. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's uh, it's a, it's an honor to be, to come on here and talk to you guys. I don't know what you guys want to talk about, so I think it's going to be very interesting either way. I'm excited. Well, I, I think that's the fun part of it is is how when Jordan like kind of showed me stuff as we're starting this podcast, we're young and we're new in it. Is uh, is he started? I, I told him a lot of my my why is about um mental health and uh, also like uh, the mental game of baseball for youth, right? And part of that is I think just finding the love, the joy of what baseball brings to a lot of people, right? And uh, and, I, and when he showed me your stuff and, and your purpose and your why behind what you do with the gloves, I was like, I wanna talk to that dude. He seems fun, his message is cool. I watched it and I was like, dude, I wanna vibe with that guy, you know? And, and so I don't really have an agenda. I have gloves that I think have stories that I've played with. And like I was telling you before we got on air here is I started pulling some of these out and it was like, boom, 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 boom. All these memories um, have some gloves of my brothers, my brother who, who is kind of part of my why he, he uh, committed suicide. And so I have his glove. I have my grandfather's we'll talk about my dad. And so it was fun just pulling these gloves out because they they mean so much to me, right? Stories behind it. Yeah. Not to mention, I mean, we started nerding out right away as I sat down and yeah. said, "Oh, Jay, look at this glove! Look at this glove!" And you know, before and Jordan's first like, thing, first, thing I did was get, first thing I did was get real close to the screen to make sure that yeah. I could, you know, see one of those a little bit closer. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And what I'll do is, and I'll I'll kind of zoom up and show them. We'll kind of not talk about each one. Um, some of these are just fun just because they're they're just, you know, they're either the type of gloves that I use for a tool uh, to warm up, to do like in pregame and things like that. So we can kind of talk about that. Um, and then also we can nerd out on special features on gloves. I want to hear a lot of the stuff like the, the new gloves coming out too that I know you're educated about and some of the things that they're the, the must-haves that kids are kind of Kind of like those Jordan sneakers. What is that? You know, those gloves that are. I know when I was growing up, it was the trapeze, right? Right. You had to have a trapeze, and then also having the pudge, uh, being a catcher, having the pudge model. Um, was that know, the A two four zero three thirty two and a half inch? Yep. And then I had the the seventeen ninety one uh, yep. Wilson. And then it's funny because the gloves started evolved is when I first started, and this is. This is how this is ball players. This is how we cheated, right? This was our trash cans, if you will, as catchers. Is the Wilson? Those older Wilsons used to have those. Remember the the metal knobs right there that used to be on the bottoms. So we kind of get those, and I would bend those with the plier, right? So when I catch a ball, I'd catch it and then throw it back to the pitcher and have a scuff. You get <laughs> the old scuff right there with the 
Mark Burley or whatever, we get three or four more inches on that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, uh, so it's, it'll be fun to talk about some of that. So, um, I think, uh, heck, how should we roll out with this? How about that? I'll, I'll start talking maybe, uh, just to get us going is maybe some of my kids gloves, my, my son's gloves and just give a couple stories about that. And then I'll have, uh, we'll go to you on some of the, the new cooler gloves, some of the new styles and stuff. And then maybe we'll roll into some of how I switched. Cause I, I know some of those features that, that you'll talk about. I, I switched some, some of my game gloves that I had and I can tell a little bit why I put certain names on them and stuff. And then change some of the, the orange kind of represent like kind of the Royals thing, why I did that. And then maybe we'll go kind of roll in like that. Does that sound good? I mean, we're talking baseball gloves, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, right. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> I just want, yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm, you know, I've got the right gloves nearby. So I'm like, hey, I'll be right back. Yeah, no, that's good. So I, I think I, I think I have some of the ones that, you know, because some of what I do is a lot of what I do is like educating people. I'm not uh, paid by any company or anything like that. I just acquire a lot of these things, kind of educate myself, and then proliferate that knowledge, disseminate it to other people. And then obviously I have my own kindness projects that I work with that um, charity projects and the companies are behind me on that, which has been very, I've been very fortunate, but yeah. Who do you work with? Who do you work with Rawlings with that? Um, So a couple of retailers and all, what's that? You know, Stevie Cohen? Yeah. Yeah. Rawlings, Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, from, so I'm working directly with Ryan Farrar for the fourth straight year on our type one diabetes charity release. Yeah. And we did some really cool things, a couple of real one-of-one um, gloves. Basically, I bought a couple hundred dollars worth of denim from Cone Denim in North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. Bought a couple of rolls and then had uh, three gloves made with actual denim because I'm, yeah. I'm really interested in like how fabrics play, how synthetics play. Uh, yeah. Denim gloves have been made as you know far back as I think 2009. And SSK made one a couple of years before that. My point is, is that like these companies are very, you know, have been very generous with allowing me to design a handful of gloves that are done for charity. Um, done some stuff with Wilson and Easton, and um, I'm I'm just really, really fortunate to be able to use this platform to talk about literally anything. I'll raise money for everybody as long as it's baseball glove related because I I'm always looking for opportunities to do that. And then also I have my own kindness project where people. Like, we'll come, I surprise them, I talk to them, and then um, I ask them to do me a favor, and then I, I give them a glove in exchange. The payment, the currency is an act of kindness for someone that you don't know. So that's kind of what part of my purpose on this platform is, is to proliferate that sense of understanding of, you know, from a mental health standpoint, is that, like, I'm not just, like, happy to play baseball, even in my old age. I'm happy to be alive, period, and then I get to play baseball. Uh, so I think that there's a little bit of leveling up that some people have to do uh, in order to kind of talk to me about some of this stuff, but I'm legitimately happy to be alive every day. And um, I can tell you, it wasn't always that way. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's why we're, that's why I've, I've, been, do, I've been doing this my entire life. So you know, the yeah. fact that I have a platform to do it on makes me very happy. That's awesome. dude. I mean, there you go. That's exactly why I wanted to talk with you. Just having that, Real conversation. It's funny that a piece of leather can kind of bring all that out of somebody. Like I said, I it's 
it's a weird thing because this tool that you use in baseball connects people on a level where I don't know, it's something weird and special about it. But you I gotta mean, you gotta just, let it. I think that a lot of people they 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 look at it as a tool and it doesn't it's it's an inanimate object that doesn't have some transcendent purpose. And I think that when you look at them, I think usually I, I've done that at, at an older age and I've said, you know what, this was really truly special because of X, Y, and Z. Like what does it mean to you as a person that maybe you talked to about it that led you to your colorway design, the thing that you put on your on the thumb to remember your grandmother or your brother or your yeah. like these are the types of things, the stories that you can elicit from that leather that they're just so deep and rich and compelling stories that exist. And that's why it's so much fun to talk about them because you wouldn't otherwise hear them. So it really, uh, that's why getting to know the baseball community over the last couple of years has been really just like a mind altering and uplifting experience for me. It's been very positive. That's awesome. I mean, I gotta, I gotta feel just cause being in a clubhouse and knowing how we'd like to customize our gloves and, and have them just right I mean it's an extension of our body and to have that that personality in your glove or like that sentimental meeting uh in fact I'll show you this which I have see this glove guard in here Jay yes I have a bunch I have a stack of these this is a company I made uh called glove guardian and uh well the well, it was actually called buck athletics yeah, I have your bag. Yeah. And uh, so I, I sold off to Lizard Skin and mm -hmm. sold off my, my brother-in-law, who was probably the majority of the company, right? I came up with the idea. And how it started was uh, he was in college, at Dixie, Dixie State College, playing baseball. And he had a business and marketing class. He's like, dude, we got to start a business. And I was like, perfect. We were just down at the half fields in Miami in spring training, we had to go, you know, from the half fields all the way to the 12 pack with our bags. We get there and it's like, I'm shaking out the seeds and the dirt from my catcher's back. I'm like, dude, we're in the show. How do we not have something to protect our gloves? Like we're in the show. So I was like, Oh, I'll get, you know, I'm the, I just got a big deal. I'll take care of all the, all the guys in camp. Right. Get online. There was nothing. And it just happened that night. My, my brother-in-law came to me and said, Hey, I got to come up with this, a business thing. What do you think? I want to do something in baseball. I said, I got it. We were at the lunch table today. We, it's like, we were thinking like an Oakley's case or something for our gloves. And lo and behold, this is what we came up with. And it was actually how, how this double started was, um, uh, you know, Greg Dobbs, who was our utility guy in Miami and John Carlos Stanton at the time it was Mike Stanton right it wasn't John Carlo yet so <laughs> he, he was uh he was we were sitting at the table and they're like well you should do this and she did this and it should be bigger because I have multiple positions so that's the how it got a little bit longer and then here's a post this was kind of one of John Carlo's ideas where you can adjust the post so you got the longer glove so if you get, say, like this trapeze, you can see it just sits, like it's sitting in how it would sit in your locker. And then, so you got a little bit lower, let's see a, uh, get a Mark Grezzolonic glove that sits even a little bit lower, right? And then, say you get a good 
you know, catcher's glove. Let's see, my catcher's glove. And it sits even a little flatter. And so that's how the, the positions of the balls. And it, everybody throws a softball in their glove, right? When they're traveling. So, or, or, you know, throw a softball in there and you'd wrap it around with a sanitary. So that way, when you went from Miami to, you know, Oakland, <laughs> you show up and your gloves like all crusty and hard. Uh, I would go through, I'd say probably four to five gloves a year. And then once I had this glove guardian, I think just breaking it down and, and Scott Polson with Wilson said, I think it's because I would break it down right in this, right in this area. And I have that uh, kind of that moleskin on the back to make it a little bit lighter. And, but it would tear down right there because the salt particles in it would tear because I'd have to like get it hard and break it in. Well, when it's, once I started just sitting it like on this glove guardian, it held its form in the back. So it almost casted it because it kept getting harder, harder and I wouldn't have to break it down. And then I started only going through like one, like two gloves a year, my first half glove, second half glove with a third one kind of waiting on deck. So it reduced the gloves, but um, I got a bunch of these because I want to send them out and kind of help you. And I'll send, a, uh, I have a bunch of singles too, but I want to send these out. So when you give out your gloves, you can just ship them in these bad boys. So I'm just gonna, I got a whole almost, you know, I got a bunch of them. Uh, so I'll send out a bunch to you uh, just cause I love your cause and what you're doing. So maybe sweeten up the package when you do do that. Uh, well, the you know, thing about the package itself is that, you know, I'm always throwing extra stuff in there. And yeah. the reason why is cause it's like, it's not, you know you're trying to send a, a part of yourself with that, right? It's, you yeah. know, there's, there's a, a, a physical message and an emotional message that comes when you do something like this, right? If people are willing to take up that challenge and they're willing to say to me that they will do some actual thinking about a project that they can do, uh, be more mindful, be more actively aware of people that need um, that extra, you know, thing in their lives, whether it be, especially now buying groceries for somebody, holding open the door, setting up extra BP for another team, you know, working at a homeless shelter, like, the, there is no left and right limit to what you can or should do. The only thing that matters is that you try. And yeah. to me, that's worth everything. You know, to change your mindset to be like, I can, I can do more in my daily life. And a lot of people are kind of very me-centric because it's tough not to be. And to get people to just kind of look up every once in a while and say, see the world around it, uh, that there's this random dude on the internet that just wants you to have a glove but do something nice for somebody else, like, yeah, I think they'll probably pick a glove guardian with it. <laughs> that'll yeah. probably be fine. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I got a few different patterns. I, I got a big stack of uh camel ones coming just because that's what I, I had some family and, and uh close friends and did a trip overseas and it's I don't know. It was it was kind of what we're talking about is doing acts of kindness, selflessness, you know, and and knowing what my family's gone through to, so that we can have this awesome country to live in and, and stuff. So there is some meaning behind the camo that I feel it was, so I grabbed a bunch of those to send them just cause it's, it's that thing, it's that pay it forward, do something for somebody, you know, just I think it kept that theme of what you're doing. So, cause that's what kind of what means to me when I see the camo and, and it's, it's a protection thing. You're, you have this digital camo. It's just sick. So, 
So it, I'll send those out to you too, so so I can be a part of your act of kindness. Well, that, I, I mean, that, that means a lot for you to, with everything that you encounter and have encountered to, to think highly of what I'm doing, which is honestly very simple. Uh, there's no like rhyme, real rhyme or reason. Um, I call it Operation Sandlot. And there's really nothing about it that is honestly like special. I think it's different because you don't really see that stuff in social media as much. But I think that as long as there's a narrative that can be written that can put the focus on us as a baseball community and how baseball gloves can, can change the world, can change one person's um, state of mind, that's really what's important. There's no, it doesn't really come back to me in any way. I don't want it to. So yeah. you just throw kindness out into the world. And as long as you cast a wide enough net, you know, I think that that's how you gotta, that's how you gotta look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah, that's it's really important. That's an awesome, I mean, it's like I said, what you're doing when Jordan kind of uh, said, hey, check this dude out. I was like, oh, okay, little guy, you know. Well, thanks, Jordan. But yeah. I've ran into a lot of glove guys, right? Yeah. And I, I, it was, it was that your message. It is different. It is simple, but it's maybe it's so simple that it's not done enough, especially now, <laughs> you know, especially in this world of chaos of, you know, I think everybody's like from a term that I heard from, from the mirror to the curb, don't worry about anything else right now. You know, from the mirror to the curb that you don't worry about it. And it's like, what? That's a, that's a, and it's, and I feel like it's almost being promoted because of what's going on in the world. So this was, like you said, it's a simple thing, but it, I think it goes a long way because it's, it's so needed right now. So I, I appreciate it. Let me even having a little taste of being a part of it. So well, it's been something that like has gathered a lot of steam because I've finally started talking about this. Um, you know, I've been, from a social media standpoint, when I, I joined Instagram about five and a half years ago, the first thing that I did was I gave away a baseball glove. And what I didn't realize was that if you don't have like any followers and you don't even have like a profile picture and you're hitting up a person, in this case was a, like a, a person who was playing shortstop for my rival high school, but I'm, I was like 33 and this kid is like 16, 17. It's yeah. not the right message. So yeah. you learn, you know, I had to call that kid's mom. So, you know, you learn over time. Like, how to, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No, it, was not, it, was, it was the learning. It was, she was like, oh, you're like one of those cyber uh, ice cream trucks. <laughs> who, who are you? <laughs> yeah. The gentleman's name was Nick. And I hit him up and I was like, look, I got this 11 and a half inch Wilson uh, OTIF SS. It's that 11 and a half uh, conventional back full trap, orange and black super skin. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything with this right now. Still has the tags on. Let's find somebody that could use it. Uh, I came across this gentleman, Nick, and I hit him up. And I was like, hey, man, like, I see you go to this high school. I went to this high school. Like, I went to St. John's in D.C. I see you go to Bishop McNamara. Like, I'm a person that's just, like, trying to do something nice for somebody else. I'd like to give you the glove. Just send me your address. And I'm thinking, man, I nailed that intro. Like, oh, this is good. <laughs> And Nick comes back on, and he goes, yeah, absolutely. That's very kind of you. Uh, my mom wants to talk to you. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, shoot. Like, okay, here's my phone number. So I was like, this is Washington. Please understand that this is some naivete on my part uh, for how like social media works. And for that, I apologize. I just, I did, I gave her everything with my yeah. social media number and they're like, you can look me up. Like I'm not, this is not a malicious thing or anything like that. So, 
then I think I gave him the glove a couple of days later. I think he blocked me on Instagram. So, you know, lessons learned to figure it out. He's like, thanks, I'm out. I don't, look, I don't, I do not blame that gentleman one bit, but like yeah. that was the catalyst of realizing, oh, this should probably be done more intelligently. So I always did it quietly. And then as of uh, three days ago, we uh, glove number 278 left here in Virginia. So it's been um, kind of a labor of love and education for people and kind of talking to others about um, what's really important. Because a lot of people think that these little things are so important. I want you to have a glove, but I mean, you deserve to have one if you want to play baseball. Yeah. But at the same time, by thinking it's the only thing you need, like it's not. And walk outside, go past the curve, please. There's a world that exists that you got to understand a little bit further and, and walk outside, be willing to pop your bubble, um, especially now. So we've used these baseball gloves to raise money for type one diabetes, for homeless shelters, uh, for canned food drives. Most recently it was uh, in about three days, four days, raised about $1,400 for four food banks throughout the country. Um, so there's, it's what we can do with baseball gloves is endless. And that's why I believe that baseball gloves can change the world. So I love hearing the stories about them. So I'm sorry for talking too much, but like, no, dude, dude, I get excited talking about exactly what we wanted to do. This stuff yeah. is great. I mean, it's great. I mean, the you know, if you would have talked to me, I'm just a washed up ball player, D3 center fielder. I play in the 18 plus leagues now, trying to show the young buck, young bucks how to play, and they school me every time. But <laughs> if you would have talked to me four or five years ago, and you would have like, and you would have told me that I would be working with baseball companies, that I'd be providing constructive feedback on how their patterns are because of what I know about what gear should be, you know, looked at closely for next season, what we need to do uh, as a company or talking to major league baseball players, former or current, it doesn't matter. If you had told yeah. me, that, if you had told me any of that, I would not have believed you. So the fact that I'm here tonight is amazing. The fact that I can, that anybody wants to talk to me at all is also kind of stupid on your part, but also amazing for me. <laughs> So you got to understand, like, if I, you know, it, and it starts with waking up and practicing gratitude every single day. And if you don't do it, then you, there's a lot of things that you're going to, you're not going to see. So I'm just happy to be here, John. I mean, glove guardian or not, man, I'm just happy to be here. Well, thank you. I, it, the thing is, is we're in the same spot. They told me I was washed up and I need to go home too. So it doesn't matter what level you put. I am literally the same role you're at right now. So I don't know, man, you're kind of, I see a pool table off in the distance. I don't really have one of those. I got a broken yeah, yeah. head. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I don't know how to use it. So, <laughs> but uh, heck, what's, should we start nerding out on some of these gloves? No, no. I mean, what do you got? I see a lot of I see a lot of dark gloves now. When you were when you were playing, you were majority a conventional back Wilson A two thousand guy, right? So. Yeah. So tell me, is, I want to know about what you liked about your pattern. So I had, a, I, I always use like the, the Pudge 1791. I liked shorter glove. To me, it felt like, I, I think it represented like if the scouts saw that I had a shorter glove, they would interpret good hands, right? This is just my own, whether it was true or not. But I also thought as, as I developed, if I use a shorter glove, I can always go to a bigger one later, right? As far as a tool. But I liked having the back because I barely, you can see how I put my hand in it. I barely put my hand in it. Yeah. And, and right in there. I, say, and I, I had them put, um, yeah. And if you see, if you see inside, let's see if we can get it. See that little 
right in here, that pad right there. Mm -hmm. I had them extend it a little bit further down this way because it used normally it's way up in there, but it's it's a little further down here. And they have that little, you know, inside of it, they have a little more padding. And so I made them make it a little bit bigger inside. And that's why this is a little spaced a little bit more. So I had them make that a little bit more so that I had padding. Because if you see how I put my thumb in there. It you sure it's clear? I can see almost your entire thumb. Yeah. And it also, it made it so I could lift, when I gave that low target, I can lift my hand up and still control it. See, I can, I'm just that pocket, the glove catches it, I just absorb it. I just, I do more hand movements and really work with my fingers. Um, so I always, always like that. I got the super skin, you can see the M1 super skin. When I started becoming somebody and could, you know, order my own, my own custom gloves, I started doing M1s with uh, the super skin on it. And then I actually had them, uh, you remember the old Rawlings gloves? What model were they? Where they had the Rawlings? Oh yeah, they with the orange Target ones. Yes, it, it, old Lance Parrish used to use that, right? So I always loved Lance Parrish uh, because his son. I played against his son in California, and he was the big dude in California. And I think I played him. I think he was with the Tigers in the minor leagues. We played against each other in the Gulf Coast League, right? And uh, I just remember. Oh, that kid's his dad's a major leaguer. He's, I just thought it was cool because his dad. We met, I met his dad at when we were playing high school, and he was cool. So of course you're gonna fall in love with him at that age. But <laughs> I had this orange put around it because, and then my pitchers loved it. I started doing that uh, in Toronto, and then Matt Harvey loved it. You know, I had another glove, a bl all black one. It was black, you know, all black one. That they didn't like throwing to after I'd used this or the gray on the side. The pitchers liked to like narrow focus and really when it was this is a little faded, obviously, for playing, but uh sun dying it out. They liked picking up that orange. The pitchers you sure, you sure they were able to pick it up instead of just staring at your head? Yeah, right. <laughs> like they're staring at your helmet and all the color that's in those things. You should probably go get a couple of those. But uh I have, you didn't know about it? I have custom helmets. I was the only, I was grandfathered in. 2011. You'll like this. You'll like this. The story, how I was grandfathered in, uh, they were having that collective bargaining agreements, right? And uh, they tried saying, all right, we got new licensing. Wilson bought the rights to it. And I was, I was a Wilson guy. And they tried to get me to use the different helmet, you know, because Wilson's the only one that could use the team logos. And I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm not using really team logos. It's kind of a custom thing because it was Royals all painted up when I was with the Royals. And then they switched it. And I said, well, I got a whole charity for autism set up with these helmets. Like you're, you're going to, do I got to go tell all these kids? I'm like, sorry, I can't buy therapy dogs for you now. Because those, do you know, the, the therapy dogs, they're expensive. And right. so uh, I'd go sell those helmets, go into Dade County and give a, you know, an autistic child a, a dog, a, you know, trained dog, which was pretty pricey. I was like, you guys want to, you guys trying to take over that for me and help me out there? They were like, oh, we'll just grandfather you in. We don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to ruin that. So that was the reason why I was able to uh, kind of be grandfathered in to 
not have the rules apply to me because the charities I had set up for those helmets. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and I think that a lot of people, I think that that generated a lot of conversation because, well, if John's the only guy that can, that can do that, what, like since 2011, 2012, Yep. He gets grandfathered in, but what's the purpose of it from a from a non-licensing standpoint, right? It's not yeah. being done for safety. It's only being done for licensing purposes. And as we're talking in 2020, moving to next year about individuality, as we talk about, you know, customizing cleats and the, the gloves are becoming a little, a lot more colorful since that same time. 2011 is the yep. year that a lot of, you know, glove companies like Wilson and Rawlings, like launched their custom builders. So the gloves, the, the color pop, the revolution began around that. Also the DP15 debuted that year, which was yeah. the biggest thing ever for, for Wilson uh, at the youth level. But it really started the conversation about what customization could be and why were you so special? Because why can't everybody have a hockey style helmet that's crazy looking like a goalie and an actual uh, goalie in, in hockey? So. I think that as we continue the conversation about individuality, I think that's going to come back to the forefront and people are going to be talking about even more crazy stuff, not just helmets that they can do, but that's going to be one of them. Cause oh, I'd, love, yeah. I'd love to see every catcher with, well, that uses a hockey style mask to do something insane. I mean, yeah. why not? You know what I mean? Well, I, th I think just like customization with gloves, I, I think it shows personality and, and people are wanting to know us as players a lot more. Um, yeah. I know being, cause I was on, some of the boards on uh, the players union in some of these, I was in there and that was me pushing the envelope of, no, you're not, you're not, you taking this helmet away because it is also uh, they tried taking uh, maple bats away at one point. Uh, and I was on the board for uh, doing that, you know, the little die on the bat. No, yeah, it's the, the, the byproduct of the 2008 MLB USDA forestry survey yep. that said that maple bats are breaking too much. This is fun. <laughs> Normal people don't know that. I was a part of uh, the player board of taking those dies. And then that's that was when the players initially started in like, no, if you have a problem with that, you take those bat, the the backstop all the way to the at least to the end of the of our dugouts. Because I would, the bats would break and they would, you know, they would jump out and then, you know, going to see this little kid in the hospital, with, you know, a bat, half a bat stuck in them. We were the ones that went and did that, not the owners. We showed up after we did that to them or hit a ball over there or whatnot. And they wanted to change our equipment. We're like, no, just why don't you change that? Well, we don't want to hurt the view of the, of the, you know, of those seats. We're like, Wait a minute. Yeah. So that's when the players started fighting for those nets. So it was actually the players that wanted those nets and uh, being part of that was kind of cool. Cause it was all, all about that. And then that same conversation was customization because you had the uh, breast cancer awareness and also the prostate awareness for the, uh, the baby blue. And it was players were wanting to put individuality because they had meaning in those arenas of, of, like the pink, you know, pink bats or doing things like that, where some of the companies weren't able to do it. And some of us were contracted in that. And we're like, Hey, this means something to me. My, you know, my mom has cancer, or my brother or sister, or uncle, or, you know, wife, or, you know, there was all sorts of things that were brought up in those meetings. And, and I think that's why it's opening up because the nature of people wanted, wanting to express and show personality in that 
it, it gives that connectivity, I think, with the fans, the everyday people. It's like, dude, I, I feel it. I like that player because I had to deal with that too. And I think it brings brings it to the forefront by having certain things like that in our equipment to where people can see. I think you see that one hump with players weekend and you see what could be. And I think that when people have, you know, you open that door about people doing crazy and fun and donated cleats for their causes that they care about, you get to know like one half of 1% about what a person cares about. And I think that one of the issues is if we knew the other 99 and a half percent about who you are as a person, what makes you tick? What are you passionate about? Oh, by the way, you're a professional baseball player. I think that that's sort of the narrative that needs to change. Like I've learned so much from you in the first 20 minutes about your family, about the causes that you care about, about, you know, the charities that you support and the people that you want to help. And I think that that doesn't fully encompass your entire career where in 20 minutes, you're getting all of that out, right? Yeah. It, it trickles out over time. And yeah. I think that that's something like if you knew everything that I was about, because I'm an, an open book and, you know, you're you're talking about that stuff all the time. I think that that, you know, people asking questions because they see your cleats or they see what you're wearing mm -hmm. on your shoulder. That's what generates the conversation. So exactly. I hope to see more. that's what I hope to see more of. Honestly, I agree. I agree. And I, th I think you will. I th obviously, we're seeing it with cleats and stuff. And, and then the next thing with gloves, you're seeing some pretty, pretty like Mookie Betts glove was sick. Let's see that. Let's see that. That's dope. Yeah. So this, is obviously the, this is the one that Wilson came out yeah. with uh, probably about two months ago. Yeah. Um, so it's a 1799 profile, but it's slimmed down to 12 and a half inches as opposed to his regular 1799 that's 12 and three quarters. Uh, Isn't the back, the back uh, has a, it's a little bit bigger too, right? Where it goes across, like right in his wrist. Right. So I don't think that there was any, like, there wasn't any real significant wrist modification. The reason why he wanted to go down a little bit was just for control. Remember he used to be an infielder. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, and anybody, anybody who says, and I, I definitely haven't because I normally use the same model in the 1799, 12 and three quarter inch. Uh, I use this one. And when he's going up and making those, you know, off the wall catches and people, Oh, well, 12 and a half inch, that's not a super common model. People are using, you know, 12 three quarter because you need that extra reach. He certainly proved that it doesn't matter what he could have used an 11 inch glove in the outfield. He would have been just fine. So he, he's, all about, he's a freak. Yes. He's an exceptional athlete. And the thing that, you know, again, I've, I've, I've posted about him and some of the stuff that he does is like, you know, he's an active kindness guy too. He's the guy who's standing in the grocery store that's buying everybody's groceries and waiting for just enough people to show up so he can pay for everybody so they can have Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, this is the type of guy that, everybody should know about not just because he can win a triple crown, but because, you know, he's, he's just a, a super kind man. Also everybody think you know, he's a hell of a bowler too. So like yeah. that's something that people also know about him. Um, yeah. But the more we get to know about these people and what they do away from the, the game, like the better off, I think uh, we as fans certainly are going to be. So yeah, I'm very lucky that I had that bets model just sitting. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was, was not like scripted or something. That was that's not scripted. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I was not scripted. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see which go with. Um, let's see. Let's go with the. I'll I'll do my old teammates here. How about that? That'll be cool. Uh, first off, I have um, this is Gil Mesh from the Royals. To my favorite catcher, you probably said that to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Gun to his head, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Wilson. 
Dan Wilson, he liked me more. <laughs> but uh, this is the uh, uh, MZP 10. It's a great, it's a great pitcher's pattern. Um, Mizuno makes an incredible glove. Um, just the handcrafted nature of them out in Haga, Japan. Um, and even some of the ones that they make in Shanghai, China, like they're exceptional quality. They're very good gloves. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Mizuno. Look at this. I'll show this one real quick. And two, where he, where he put his hand, mm -hmm. he goes, they say two in the pink, right? Over the two over here, one, one here, and then actually had his finger over to the, the middle instead of going, I can't get my hand in there because of his finger going in. He would hold it off to the side. So he went index out, two in the pinky, index out. Yeah. Hmm. And and I too, I remember, I remember telling him, Gil, when you're when you're when you're gripping that in there, this is, this is going. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm seeing that. Make sure we don't get any patterns. But that was obviously my job. And I remember since because he was a big one of these guys. So that's kind of a cool one. Um, next one I have, let's go. Oh, here's a Matt Harvey. This is a Nike glove. And this is when, you know, Matt was dealing. And I was like, uh, all right, kid, you, nobody's got to hit off you. We're about halfway through the season. I'm going to have to get you to sign one of those gloves for me now. <laughs> you might be something special. So, which he turned out to be so. And this one's really cool. Cause if you look in here, that's special stitched in there. That's stitching. Yeah. It's pretty sweet, right? Yep. So I, what model is this? This is Diamond Elite Pro 12 DRP yeah, with the uh, impact control heel. Yeah, it's, I don't even know what model it is. Maybe it's just Matt Harvey model. That's what it is. It's a Diamond Elite Pro. It's a 12 inch. Um, Diamond Elite Pros, there are a couple of different um, variations of them. You can tell the Diamond Elite Pros by looking at kind of like the reverse welting that's on the back fingers. Yeah. So if you look at like, that right there, it's pretty much a, a dead giveaway. That thing was for the DEP. And it, I, you can't really tell because it's all black, but there's the original one for retail that was black and tan. And then there was another one, the DEP2, that was just tan. So that one was used. That one was used with uh, really good leather out of Chicago from uh, Horween Leather. Um, oh yeah, there's, it, there's a different feel to it for sure. And if you can see too, Harv would barely put his hand in the glove. So you can see where his imprint is. That's how he would have his hand. Yeah. Did, did he have like enormous hands? Like for because that's a yeah. that's a twelve inch. So he probably had to have. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then here's uh, Vernon Wells. After he won a gold glove, we're in Toronto. I said, um, "We're we're kind of locker mates." Oh, and when awesome. we went to we went to the All Star game together, I was like, um, "I'm going to need one of those." <laughs> Thank you, Vernon. Uh, if you would sign it here, I appreciate it. I mean, you're either giving this to me or I'm stealing it because you know I keep your ass. When so I don't want to take away from your story about how you acquired it, but just in general, like because you just said the same thing about Matt Harvey's glove. Yeah, that's like a glove that like he's either breaking in for game use or he's currently gaming and just came off the practice field. And you're like, yoink. And then you're like, you're going to I'm going to take it somehow. Like, how do people react when people when pros ask other pros for their gear? Um, well, the, the ones that I've been asking, you know, that I just named off, they got like five or six of them in their locker. So I'm like, 
I'm taking this. Uh, another one, which I don't have because my son's been using it. Uh, it was a glove that I used because uh, I take a lot of ground balls to keep my hands and stuff, you know, athletic and me moving is uh, I uh, kind of did the same thing with David Wright, which I had, I mean, it's David Wright's Wilson. You got that? Pull that bad boy out. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, showed me the inside. Yep, it's one of those. This one's from the. This one's a, an HK from Team USA in two thousand and nine. His he's using either an, a twelve inch or an eleven three quarter inch. Yeah, BW uh, five his own model. Yeah, uh, this is like I'm not really like a pro issue collector or anything like that, but this is the one of the one the only ones that I have. Uh, yeah. It's because of that USA baseball stamp, yeah, which is really unique, which is pretty cool. So, you know, every now and then I have something cool lying around that I'm not probably not going to give this one away. But. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't let that one get too far. Exactly. You can see on this Vernon one, what's pretty cool about that, he's got his own little him robbing a ball in there. Yeah, I love that. I mean, guys like A-Rod and guys like Derek Jeter for Turn 2 Foundation, Adam yeah. Jones. Uh, there's been a really a lot of really cool stamps that have gone in there in the, into the palm. That's a, that's yeah. a really cool one. All right, yeah, those are, those are very grippy ones. I have uh, heck. Let's, let's show my little boys' gloves here. Go like this. Um, this one is, a, is an old teammate one. So we'll start off with this one. This uh, we, me and you kind of nerded out on this. It's it's worn down because my twelve-year-old uh, Brody used this glove, uh, and it's like the perfect size, as you can see. Um, it's again the. the Guy who used, this was actually Mark Grezelonik's glove that he used. This was the glove he used during his gold glove year in Kansas City. Um, I got him one night when he was in a good mood. And again, I pulled my, I need that glove. I'm <laughs> going to take it. I appreciate it. If you could sign it or this. And if you knew Mark, he, he doesn't care. He was like, that's an old glove. It stinks. Here, take it. And I'm like, nerd i'm taking it you don't know what you just gave up so i i had it at one point in a trophy case upstairs uh kind of tell mark about it i was like dude brody's trying to take this glove he's like you better let him use it like that doesn't belong on a shelf uh so but you can see my i probably need to get it restrung by re-glove or something but this is a uh g2 and it is like i said it's it's a little guy. Yes, it's amazing. Leather. You don't you see you don't see a G two um, ever uh, right. at all, and it's a it's a that's amazing. You only see them really in eleven and a half as a G four, eleven three quarter inches as a G five. But the fact that I'm staring at a G two makes everything for this evening worthwhile, in my opinion. What, what makes that blood special? Uh, Jordan wants to know what what makes it, it has a super skin. What just because the rarity of it? Well, it's a combination of things, yeah, but you're not going to really see the Wilson G2 at around 11 inches, right? You're not going to see that pattern in that web. Um, yeah. The like the, the G4 or the G5 are essentially built on a 1786 chassis with that, you know, reinforced single post web. And yeah. you just don't see it at 11 inches. So yeah. it's not something that it would be a very good retail offering because it wouldn't sell too well. Yeah, um, that's where the old Wilson XA A2000. I don't think that that sold too great, but like the fact that he ordered that one specifically 
back in an era where, you know, a second baseman used, still used about 11, 11 and a quarter inch gloves. It's just, you know, it's a great story. It harkens back to a different time for middle infielders. All right. And he has all two is that the padding had that, mm -hmm. know, that special foam padding thing. Pretty yeah, that, that's a dry lex. Technology. Phone that's cool. That's dry lex. It's like a thermoformed moisture wicking heat liner, like, yeah. like a fabric. Yeah. So now my son uses it just, you know, like it's some uh, throw it off. Like, uh. As you can tell, he's taking care of it. But it's funny, John. You mentioned, you mentioned reglove, John. You mentioned Braden Yardley. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I think that that's another thing you just casually throw out somebody that I have a relationship with. And Braden, really, good people. Uh, I got him started. We, he was—he's a Utah guy down here. Uh, yeah. Justin Jensen, my brother-in-law. I mean, he was just getting going, and uh, yeah, we kind of—I introduced you know introduced him to the world and kind of got some of his first couple gigs, uh, introduced him to Latroy Hawkins and Latroy Hawkins got him with, uh, I think Wilson and Rawlings. And so, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's good at what he does. And yeah. I think he's a, uh, which why I think why I kind of get, uh, really was drawn to him. He's like, a, he's a park ranger. So, so it's, I, I think that's probably the most fascinating part about him. <laughs> So the, what, what, so Braden was doing something um, that I could not, I, I don't know if I have, I don't know if I have one of them, pardon my midsection, but you won't be able to see it on this one. This is a custom Rawlings Pro 303, but Braden was doing something called the KJ6 initiative. I had given a number of gloves to Braden on over Instagram, over social media, over the years, he would fix them up and send them to the Dominican Republic as a part of that KJ6 initiative. Um, what it is, is um, Craig Harrison's son, KJ Harrison out in, I believe it was St. George. Mm -hmm. um, St. George, Utah. Yep. And he, he, his son won a state title at Snow Canyon. This was a couple of years ago. Yep. And um, later on in that summer, his son unfortunately drowned. Um, yep. And that really resonated with me as a, as a father and as somebody who loves baseball gloves. But what they found in KJ's effects were relacing tools, equipment, a glovesmith glove. I don't know if you're familiar with that brand. Yep. Um, but so I sent him a number of gloves, a couple of glovesmith gloves, and just I had one request, and that was Braden stamps every glove that he reconditions and sends to the Dominican or gives to somebody with the KJ6 patch or yes. stamp. So that stamp is an old an old gamer that I use in this Pro 303. So I, I said, look, um, I need you to stamp my gamer with that stamp and then send it back to me. I'll pay for all the shipping and stuff. I sent like eight gloves out to him. But yeah. I was like, look, man, like I need I need that stamp like more than you kind of understand. So yeah, this one of those things that connects us all. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's it, and it's it's funny when when you're playing the game with passion and like to look down and see something it, it can bring you back like here's here's these two perfect time to bring this out i have cooper my son cooper so i'd be playing probably just air mailed one into center field or whatever right but i would get back down my squat and see my why there of why I'm doing stuff, why I'm like, why I push through it. It's like, 
looking down at that Cooper, which they were twins. I had, uh, I'll have to, when, when we post this and go uh, uh, maybe edit on, I have some pictures. I have one of them, I, I think it's Cooper. We were doing pictures with them. So I had preemies, Brody and Cooper were preemies in Kansas City. I had both the, my boys sitting in this glove as like a, you know, the, you know, you get your infant picks or whatever. They fit in those things. And I, I believe it was Cooper pooped in one of these. So <laughs> it was- My daughter poops, my, no, I'm sorry, my daughter peed in the, so I did the same thing. Yeah. And we knew we were going to have two kids. One was a girl, Austin, my beautiful daughter, Austin. She's seven, six and a half now. She peed in the Wilson OT6. And then, well, the other, we had a son and his name is Andrew Cooper, McAvoy. Okay. And so we did Rawlings with him and uh, he didn't pee in that one. So okay. you know, one, yeah. one for two. One for two is pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's the same with you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, seeing, seeing these, uh, I mean, having that little bitty thing on there, that just yeah. Brody or having a couple of them just symbolisms in there, it just, it would get me back into it, right? It would just, I don't know. It was, it was, it meant something to see those things. Those him like you seeing that in there while you're doing, and, and uh, it would I would almost use it as if you've read the Heads Up Baseball book by Harvey Dorfman, right? Where you had to go find your focal point to bring you back into that. That's why I put my and it has to be something that just grabs you and and having my boys on there. I don't. It brought me back in the moment so many times that my boys wouldn't. They I don't think they could ever understand when you have all that going on. And to have like look down and see their names, and it's like, oh, okay, this, yep, I'm fine. I think, that, I think that it was. It's more important for me not to. For me, it wasn't. It wasn't just my kids. Mm -hmm. It's actually to me, it was more important that it was somebody else's kid. Yeah. Because it was. It was a life that didn't get to be lived the way that it should have been. Yeah. And to know what, you know, that Craig lost his son, and not even know Craig. But to know that there's somebody out there who has lost. Felt that. Yeah. Really. And that happens and is happening every single day is the type of thing that it's a it's a more abstract why, but it's mm -hmm. it's not as direct and linear as like it's my kids. I love my kids. Like I, I look at that as an absolute, but yeah. when you're looking at an opportunity lost for a life well lived for somebody else's son, mm -hmm. for somebody else's daughter, that's really what gets me. Yeah. Um and that really just kind of brings me back into the, the, the moment. Um, yeah. Also, but again, it, it can be anything. And I think, it's yeah. um, but yeah, for me, it's like a lot of unknowns out there and this is something right physically right now that you can control. So control it. Yeah. That, you know, it'd be cool is if you can end up getting a show on MLB as, as this, cause it's going to be a thing. What is be like the, the a glove ESPN guy, if you will. Oh, no. Hey, listen, I, I, I would, I would, if that were a thing, I would pay them for that I opportunity. I'm putting it out in the universe. It'll be a thing. Okay. It'll be a, like the, the only rule is there are no rules. So let's just start making the up things, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like I, it needs to be a thing. As players do it more, we need to have a guy that kind of trend because players, some of us, I mean, try to get Zach Greinke telling why his glove is away or so. He ain't doing it. Right. <laughs> I feel like you'd be the guy to do it for him. So, I don't so. know, man. He looks like he's got a – Mr. Greinke's got himself a death stare. Uh, I don't really want to be on the receiving end of something like that. 
Oh, he's so a that, beauty. That, that's the type of thing, like from a, a job perspective, that's not a job. Like that is an yeah. unbelievable thing where that's a conversation with people like talking about, you know, a guy like Marwin Gonzalez and the pattern that he likes, the new Lindor model that's coming out from Rawlings next summer. You know, people that are like Kevin Pillar using Easton and other guys that are using different brands. I really like to talk to, would love to talk to them about why they have chosen their pattern. Because I talk to a lot of parents and I talk to a lot of adults about what they like and what they don't like about their gloves and try and zero in on what pattern and what brand would be good. Again, I'm not paid by anybody, so I'm completely unbiased, but yeah. you know, hey, Jose Ramirez, like you're using, you know, the JR11 from Easton. What do you like about that? So, you know, it's not as easy as like Cal Ripken's Pro 6HF, that old school yeah. single post fastback that A-Rod used the same one. And, you know, it's just, a, it's amazing to talk to about somebody to somebody about gloves at all. So yeah, whether it's on television or whether it's like to my wife who probably can't stand me doing it. It's, it's fine. <laughs> she's still, well, she's still around. So that, she must not like <laughs> dislike it too bad. She's put up with, we've been together since 2001. So she's been through it with me on the glove front. She knows how crazy it can be. <laughs> she must love leather. Yeah. Uh, so she designed, she designs gloves for me. Like she designed this one. This is for our kids. This is the one that she calls the cotton candy glove. This is Wilson's uh, 1799 pattern with white super name for it. Well pink done. and blue. And uh, any glove that anybody has ever liked on my page that's a Wilson or a Rawlings custom, Rawlings custom she's designed it. Oh, I she has taste. She picked you, bro. Oh, she's oh, very, oh, she's she very taste. taste. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a twin, too. So it really could have been oh, flip of the coin. Could have been a flip of the coin. Yeah. So talking about um, uh, what parents like, what kids like. Mm -hmm. And also, for me, watching kids on a developmental as because i'm nerding out with 12 11 12 13, you know right in, right in that age i'm now starting to coach my little seven-year-old and an eight-year-old team this year and like i said he's using the Greslonic one which i would say this almost feels like the uh, pedroia fit i think oh, yeah. the pedroia fit which this glove was my son brody is the pedroia fit 11 and a half uh, white, you know, uh, A1K. And like, this is his, he won't give it up. I've tried to get him. Like, see, I got him this cool, Nike shipped me this cool uh, sh Shadow Elite. The Shadow Elite J. Yeah. That's, that's like the Ian Kinsler Shadow Elite J. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's fine. And I was like, son, this glove is sick. You got it. Like, he's like, dad, I. I pick it with this glove. I was like, son, <laughs> let me explain to you what I've gotten. Right? <laughs> and so I had like, a lot to make this glove happen. Yeah, I was like, do you know who I had to talk to to get this glove? <laughs> like, this was half my contract, son. So they are, they now, are hard now, now it's all, now he's got it all worked in and, and he loves it now. So um, those are his two gloves. But what I like about both of these is the smaller fit for his hand. It gives that maneuverability, like for instance, with my gloves where I'm in there and I'm using it with my hands properly to help exchange, receive balls with him, you know, roll his middle infielder and he's also a catcher, uh, which I'll go over his glove in a sec. It gives him that, the correct mechanics on exchanging and receiving the ball. Is there, 
is that what you kind of receive and get for the feedback you get from parents? Yeah. The one thing, like a lot of parents, they come to me and they don't really know anything about gloves. So I don't want to inundate them with a lot of technical jargon or anything like that. The one thing that I want to know is what they have currently, yeah. whether it's, you know, it's a piece of plastic from Walmart or if it's some, you know, an A2K versus an A1K. Like yeah. and people, some people ask the differences between what's the difference between an A1K and A2K, whatever. And we can get into that nuance, but mostly it's what is your child like about the glove that he or she has? What mm -hmm. don't they like? And like, what size are they using? You know, some, some kids are using anywhere from 10 and a half inches to 11 and a half inches uh, all the way up to, you know, Hey, I'm you know, a monster hand. I need a 12 and three quarter inch, 13 inch glove. So it's really just understanding their current preferences and then kind of mentally dialing in like, okay, you want an 11 inch that puts us here. You have an 11 and a quarter inch that puts us over here. Um, you know, for a lot of younger kids, a DP 15 does make sense. The lowered hand slot, the wrist, um, the reduced heel padding. It makes a lot of sense for, for a lot of uh, young baseball players, but for a lot of kids that are younger than 10, maybe it's a Bradley baseball glove, which, you know, specializes uh, in high-end youth gloves, which are, yeah. you know, $80, but they're all leather versus a piece of polypropylene that you got off the rack at, at like a Walmart. So, you know, there's a, we talk about price point, we talk about sizing and, you know, like I said, there's no real bias. It's just like, I want to narrow down what's going to work for you. Uh, and I'm confident in my recommendation. So, yeah. you know, that's basically, I just, because I just love talking about it, I love hearing other people talk about it as well. Yeah. So it's really just, there's, it's a selfish endeavor because it's like, tell me about what you like and what you don't like. And then I'm like, okay, I'm improving my memory and my knowledge base when these kids talk about the, these things. Yeah. So it's mutually beneficial. Uh, what I too, I find when, uh, as kids, you know, they get serious about putting the gloves in hand and, and narrowing down that glove. I find that they get gloves where they put their hand in there. Obviously you see how my hand is yeah. where they can get a glove where it sits on their hand properly. And like, cause I know that I remember some scouts saying kids with, you know, have their glove on properly. It's functioning properly. And they have their hand or they have these soft hands is you could walk up behind them as they're standing out in the outfield shag and you could pull it right off. Because that means it's fit, it's fitting correctly. They don't have their hand jammed in there. And, and that was a proper way to put the glove in. Phew, I'm glad I'm glad that I hold mine okay. <laughs> I, was, I was making sure I was making sure like am I jamming my hand in there? Am I am I a noob? Do I suck that bad that I don't know how to hold it? Okay. Yeah, good. Watch, watch watch the majority. Like if you watch watch the big leagues when you're watching you see a lot of palm on a lot of guys, a lot of guys barely putting in there. So I think maybe to add to that, uh, uh, to some of those parents that are listening to this podcast, don't, you know, being able to put your hand in there and have it fit the right way will, will make it feel or make it operate a lot more athletically and, and more consistent with your exchanges. I found. So. No, that's hundred percent right. And then again, you know, as these conversations evolve and as these things, you know, kind of take on a life of their own sometimes, like that's something your guidance there is something that I'm immediately going to put in the toolkit and be like, well, we talk about how you hold it, but now I can focus in solely on like that fit being. Okay, yeah. 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 And here's, here's my son's glove. He just had, a, we just had a game. So it's all red and it's a uh, 44, mm -hmm. 44 glove. Yeah. He kind of picked this one because I knew the guys going to ABCA and saw him. They're like, John, let me let me dial in a glove for your son. So Brody was like, 
Dad, don't custom make me a glove. Like, it sounds like it, but what do you want to do? And so you can see there's a couple features that he picked. All right, there's the, it's like the snake skin leather. Yep. And he wanted the bright 44 because he was really wanting to rep them since they kind of came after him, right? So he made those fluorescent. And we were the Lumber King, so we are blue and black. Uh, as you can tell, my I've made my son proud of our country and, and also of our family that are uh, servicemen. Um, we have, if you can't see it, it's black on black, but it says BB gun, because Brody Buck, right? The, all the little guys, all the guys on the team call him BB gun, 44. Or, oh, oh, this one's 14. He's now 44. And then it's a, uh, it's a 32 and a half signature series. Then there's another one. Oh, as you can see down in here, it says beast out. That means just go hard, go hard. And that's just kind of that thing as he looks at, as he puts his hand in the glove, whether you got out or not, just go beast out. And that's something I, really I, like, tell. I really like 44. I think that a lot of people, um, a lot of, like, you know, your son is a perfect example of a younger ball player that's able to get a fully customizable mitt. Um, to his or her spec, like all the colors you can, I mean, I've done a number of 44s for myself and sometimes I'll just surprise like some random person with a 44 that I had made. Like you can design your own web like that, that, you know, that shadow elite web has become yeah. increasingly popular on middle infielders gloves made by 44 because they can duplicate that at their factory in the Philippines. So they have capacity oh, wow. to do it. There's not a lot of employees uh, at 44 in California. So they don't have any real overhead costs. And uh, the factory that they're working with can do all this stuff at scale. So um, yeah. the fact that you can get soup to nuts customization, you know, that palm inscription yeah. is only like $10 extra. Like you're really not, it's really not going to break the bank. They always do 20 to 30% off sales every holiday. So they're really a, a, a great option for younger baseball players looking to customize a glove whose parents don't want to get them a an A2K custom or a custom, you know, pro preferred just yet. All right. And he, I just, because of the customization, he, yeah. he just loves it. Yep. Like I, he, he takes care of it more because he yeah. thinks it, I mean, it's his, it's his, you know, and, I, and I've had, I've had Wilson's just cause when I was playing, I could get them all right. They weren't custom. It was like a 1791. It was just like, okay, another, another glove off the, the conveyor belt. Right. But when he got this and it was and it was made for him, there was yeah. that finally. Oh, and there was another thing, you know, his little blocking pad. Start, yeah. Like that was his, like his this is him. Right? Yeah. And there's some there's some pride into it. And I could be like, all right, my boy's got it now. He's got this. It's special, isn't it? Right? It's special. It really Puts is. It in his glove guardian or his glove wrap. I was like, yeah, he's taking care of it now. <laughs> These kids have the opportunity again, you know, and I'm 38 years old. And when I was growing up, gloves were black or gloves were tan. And there was no custom options. There weren't really outlets to do that. Um, and I learned about baseball gloves by collecting baseball cards. And as you saw a Pedro Martinez red glove, blue glove, you saw some of the color options, yeah, like the, the Sammy Sosa. You saw, you know, a bunch of other really cool things kind of happen uh, in the industry. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Everybody loved Pedro Martinez's Pro 200-4 mm -hmm. modified trap web. Everybody looked at that thing and were like, wow, that's cool. And then that's really kind of where it clicked. Like stuff is, these are really interesting things. 
And, you know, fast forward to today, I don't want to be that old guy that says, get off my lawn. But back in my day, you didn't, you couldn't do this. So I appreciate the opportunities that these kids have to be able to make that glove their own. It's truly a great time to like baseball gloves. And, and I'm really happy to be here for it, to see all that stuff happen. Yeah, it's, it's, great. A, it's really great. It's a, yeah, the, the, the customization and stuff, I, I, I think it's a good thing for baseball because it's, it's drawing kids in and, and, and even more so, like I said, like we both discussed is on the big league level, it's, it's showing, it's given an opportunity or platform where you can see it and you can relate and it gives that connection to the fans a little bit more. We're showing our personality a little bit. So I, I like that. That's I think being it's up and relaxed a little bit. I think that's cool. I think they realize that the more that they showcase the players and allow the players to showcase themselves, the better off the league themselves are going to be. Cause why would you don't, don't police the activity, just let them be and act freely. It's not like, you know, they don't want to break the rule, but, they do want to show a little bit more of who they are within the confines of being a major league baseball player. Cause you got to show that these are not just baseball players, they're human beings. So yeah, exactly. show that they're not just a commodity and that they're real people. And I think that it's going to explode. I, I like that. Thank you. I am a person, Josh Darner. Yes, that's right. Look at my glove, damn it. Right. <laughs> I, I'm real people. Here's a, here's, we have a, a couple that I, I, these are more or less tools. Oh, the A2000 trainers mid. There you go. Yeah. Nice. It's got some work in it. And yeah. this is something that I would highly suggest uh, parents that if you have a kid who's serious and is an infielder, it's worth every penny you spend on investment for your child. If he, if he's working, uh, gives you proper mechanics, it gives it's good for your hands. It helps you with placement of the hand. Like you'll see that, that, that the proper to get comfortable, to use your fingers the right way, to exchange double plays. It's, like I said, it's worth the investment. Do you, do you have trainer gloves that you like? or, or I, have? I have a couple, um, but they're over in the other room. One of them is over okay. in the other room. Uh, one of them is the, the Rawlings uh, Timber Glaze trainer. Um, right. One of them is a 44 paddle. Um, the other one is uh, the PB Pro, uh, endorsed by Ron Washington. So oh, yeah. that's a, a small company that, you know, they do great work. Uh, they were ABCA from Georgia. And, um, you know, the guy who runs it, Dick, he's been friends with Ron for years. But they really dialed in the what's called the donut that Ozzy Albies is using, yep. um, which is, you know, a trainer in every sense of the word because it's more of a paddle. It's just a big yep. old donut with a concave hole. And, yeah, I definitely advocate for trainers. Again, you know, we definitely talk about costs. So if people are like, I don't have a hundred dollars to spend on a training glove from, you know, the C2 series from 44, like, you know, maybe we talk about a five hand, like a soft hands pro or a, a yeah. five tool trainer, uh, which is just a standard styrofoam paddle. So yeah, we definitely talk about, definitely talk about trainers. The one that you have right there is very rare and difficult to find. So I can't advocate that people use that one because you yeah. can, you know, somebody's going to sell that for like $300, but you know, if we're talking about affordable options. I'm in love with it again. <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't really exist via retail as much. So uh, that one's pretty cool. But, you know, we do talk about trainers and the importance of, of, of using them if you can. But also, like, you actually have to use it. Some people want a yeah. trainer to say that they have a trainer. Like, that needs to be the, your primary practice glove. That's the thing yeah. you need to just grind into the dirt so you can protect your gamer. So that's the thing that we talk about as well. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's – I've seen my hand, my son's hands get 
I'm really good with that. And uh, yeah. a trainer that I use a lot is. Is that the all-star oh, trainer? Yep. That little mini mitt. Yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. I, I cool. used the trash out of this thing. And I, even though I was a Wilson guy, it was, it was the best. I felt for catchers, the best trainer out there. Cause it gave me, I could dial up the machine and it had the proper padding it had the proper feel in my hand as I'm doing my drills, whether it's blocking, whatever. It just, I just felt like it was the best training glove for the for catchers out there at the time. I, I know that there's some other ones. Um, Pro Glove, I think uh, Wilson came up with one. It, it, I think it got more traction when they saw that how many people were using this Wilson one in the big leagues. Because yeah. these were the ones that were floating around that, you know, you had to get your hands on one. There's nothing wrong with being specialized in that regard. No. You know, it's other other guys catching up to you. I mean, that's where I think I really like the the PB Pro is because they're yeah. they make baseball gloves, but their main thing is is trainers, and they do them at a high level. So, yep. you know, if it's got Ron Washington's attention, it's got mine. So yeah, I mean, he, he, great he people. Know what, he he kind of knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah he's been around the block a little bit defensively, but yeah, whenever you see videos go around about like him working with Ozzy or like hitting him one hoppers from like six feet away, which is yeah. insane. like, that's, that's the one that he's using. And I was, I talk with Dick periodically about like the, the glove offerings that he has. And we go through like the, the, the pros and cons. It's like that inside baseball to know what the industry is doing and be kind of like an industry adjacent consumer. Like that's the best part about all of this, helping people talking to people about baseball gloves is like every day is a great day. So I got, I got no, no regrets for getting on this platform because I can do this and it's, right. it's, it's just a heck it's of a lot. Right? Close out. This is this, I guess this is a little dig me glove. I didn't mean to do this at the end, but this is, I don't even know if it has, I mean, it's, it's more of a momentum. I just think they made it for us for all-star game. Yeah. I think they numbered it. Yeah. Uh, seven, 13, 10, 14, 14 of them only See, 36 of them made. Yeah, it's that's got kind that, of a cool one. Also, web there, the the basket with like that label across there. Yeah. Made by Also Son a number of years ago. That's a really cool one. Yeah. So it's, you've, you, you've used that one a bunch? No, I haven't really. No, I haven't used it. It's kind of in the glass. Case. Like, it looks like it has some palm wear, and it's like, you know, that that's commemorative, right? Like, that's the yeah. one. You don't yeah, put, put the monic in the case. We, like, we, have, we have used it's more, it's actually, it's a little worn just because I, I think it's sitting in, up in my office. Maybe the sun comes through and uh, probably do a little better, but I was going <laughs> to say, like, if there's anything that you're not going to use, it's probably the one that was not meant to be played with, not yeah, nothing yeah, using, yeah. you know, Grudzi's glove or anybody else's glove. That one was legitimately not meant to be played with. I have children that think that every glove is uh, a fair game in my house for some reason, but that's good. I like actually up in the uh, trophy case. I brought this down for this. So um, I have one that was, we're talking about sentimental stuff. Uh, Lou Brock. Oh, wow. That's we were, awesome. uh, yeah, we were uh, sitting in Brody was sitting there just talking to this guy and I kind of turned over and I was like, honey, that's Lou Brock. My wife's like, who's that? <laughs> are we married anymore? Like, what are you talking about? Like, Google that. And she goes, oh my. 
he's somebody. I was like, yeah, he's somebody. And he was just chatting away with my son. We were in, uh, it was, we were in uh, the Cheesecake Factory. And he gets Great up, place, my, my son's talking to him, sitting there talking. He gets up, starts, we're in, you know how the little, there's always in Cheesecake Factory, there's a round section. It's always off in the corner. So he's in the booth right behind us. He starts talking with Brody. He's like, you got a ball? And uh, Brody's like, yeah. So he gets out, starts rolling them ground balls in the <laughs> Cheesecake Factory. My wife's like, I don't know. What to do. I said, no one's going to say it. That's Lou Brock. No one's going to yeah. say anything to him. <laughs> like, he gets let him like, catch and cheese. They'll let him there. close up. Yeah, so he, food. so he, he, that was his little glove there. And then to close out with sentimental things, I got kind of three generations here of gloves. I got my grandfather's glove, Wally Buck. And he was a ambidextrous pitcher, one of the first ambidextrous pitchers that and played first base at the University of Florida. And uh, yeah, so this was his glove, first baseman's glove. Star built, it's the old pro style pocket, let's say custom built. I don't know if it has a name. I think Braden's got to work on that one, yeah? Yeah, she, you got to send that off to. Oh yeah. Then we have my brother's glove who kind of sits away, which I told you this is kind of my why. He was an outfielder, trapeze. Yep. All right, this kind of sits away. Is that a TB24? Yep. Yep. So this is, uh, yep. You're good, man. Everybody wanted to be Griffey, man. That's, yeah, that's what you know, I said. This was everybody true. wanted to be Griffey. That's a USA. I, that's a USA glove too. You can tell from the circular R patch. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. He. I bought this for him, and so once he passed away, it was like everybody can take everything else. And give me that glove, you know, because he loved it and took care of it. And then my pops glove. It's nothing special. It's a little Mizuno. You know, it has the plastic. But this was his glove that I grew up watching him play and think of my dad. Is that, old, is that like a, is that like a GIC three world win? Like what does it say in the palm? It says super flex palm. It's kind of. Let's say that again. F twenty easy F twenty. F twenty. So like those are. <laughs> you should probably have Braden restore that. Yeah. Uh, Cause those are real, like those vintage Mizunos, like yeah. one, they look great, but two, yeah. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you would ever sell it. I'm not someone, not what I'm saying, but yeah. like that old school Mizuno cloth patch, like those things are so freaking cool and in great quality, they're, you know, in great condition, they're super rare. So I don't, I don't like appraised gloves, but I know like good, awesome stuff when I come across yeah. and that's certainly one of them. So those are, those are awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can just put some form back into it on pancake. And I think that like, that's really the best part about doing this is like the stories that these things tell, yeah. like, I, like, these are the old, you know, I got like this old TG. You know, when you said you love trapezes, like this yeah. is one of the free, you know, Stan Musial, um, pre. That's what they used to just throw it up in the air and then run inside. <laughs> And this is the glove that became like ultimately like the Ozzy Smith 
Pro yeah. 12 TC. And then you flash fast forward to today, like this one is the same model, Pro 12 TC, like conventional back, full trap, you know, hyper shell back, so a synthetic back. And this is one of the, you know, charity gloves that a friend named Mark from Leather and Lumber Athletics did like to sell. I designed it and it was sold for charity. So like we're talking about the evolution of things. We're talking about, you know, <laughs> looking backward, but walking forward and stuff like yeah. that with baseball gloves. But like the stories that come with it are just so awesome. Yeah. I'm never, I'm not going to stop until I hear them all, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to, not going to ever stop doing it. So that's why ABCA was so great. That's why just getting on this call was so great. Being on this podcast, I thank you so much for the opportunity. But like, man, it's you know, it's just a, it's just it's a, it's amazing that I'm able to do this with anyone, and the fact that I'm able to just will always bring a smile to my face. It's awesome. Dude, I had a lot of fun, and uh, I'm honored to to meet you, to be a part of what you're doing, and you know, you affected me, and I, I plan on uh, taking what what you're doing in the world and do it. Like you said, my, my small thing. And I'm, I'm going to do something. I, I, as, like I said, this podcast is kind of new and we're, we're going, um, I'm going to do something and you're, you're feeling that I don't quite know what it is, but in that regard, it's something in my community as I'm going, it'll be mental health, but I, I like the way you, way you're doing things. And so I'm, I'm going to, you filled me to do something. And I don't know what it is, but when I do, do it, it doesn't matter. And I think that people have to understand that like, you don't, you don't have to come up with some project deal. I mean, I don't want you to, I don't want you to come up with some like, oh, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to go and give some gloves away tomorrow. Like that's noble, but that's fleeting. If we can change and it's your why is already established and your your mindset is already, you know, promoting kindness and the greater good. But some people that have never really been shown kindness and now have never really taken it upon themselves to act, to be able to do something that's selfless. When you flip that switch, I swear, it is the most wonderful thing that you can see in a person when they actually open their eyes, look outside of their window and realize that we can help somebody and that there's opportunities everywhere, every single day. And it's, you know, they really are everywhere if we allow ourselves to be open and responsive to that. So, you know, it's, I don't care if you do anything, you're already talking about like the, possibility of doing something you've already made the switch that's so like awesome. that's really what matters i don't care if you do something as long as you're thinking just a little bit differently um that's a that's a win man kindness wins it wins every day it wins every time so you know, no doubt about really it and it's it, your kindness and your acts of like i said it, it's moved me it's moved me to want to to do something more like you said always want to do more always do better uh i was that way but and i think that's why like I saw what you're doing, how you go about doing what you're doing. And I said, I want to meet him. I want to talk to him I want to in some way, help him with the glove guardian. So thanks for letting me be a part You're of that. rare breed for reading all of my content. Cause most people are like, I gotta be honest, man. I don't read your captions. I'm like, okay, okay, good. Constructive criticism. Got it. Got it. I'll just post some better pictures then. I've only got an iPhone, but cool. You know, received feedback received, <laughs> but you know, I'm not going to stop doing it because there's so many stories to tell and, Um, it's so much, it's so much fun to do it. I keep saying that, but I will never not mean it. Like we are, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So let's be kind to somebody today, man. So that's awesome. Be nice to people. That's what I I tell people to stay grassy. That's what I, I, that's my tagline, I guess. What is that? Say that again? Stay grassy. 
Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so tell the guys at Major League Baseball that there's this random adopted Korean dude I'm, with a tagline and loves baseball gloves. It's it, dude. It's <laughs> in the universe. It's in the universe. Trust, trust right. me. Someone, someone's gonna know. Someone's gonna hear this, and they're gonna say, "You're right. We do need to have a show." Heck, maybe Kevin Millar. Holler at your boy. We need we need a segment uh, evaluating gloves on uh, intentional talk. I feel like we could get you an hour there, Jay. Yeah, actually, it's funny, and we can talk about this afterward, but, like, I'm going to be sending some gloves down to the Baseball Performance Lab in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to determine exactly what quantitatively can make the best glove possible. So, like, in the never-ending... Yeah, I'm interested those new, that new one that's the synthetic one. It's not leather. Yeah, so that one's the Rawlings Rev 1X that Lindor yeah. is using. There's a couple of them. A couple people have them. Trey Turner, Tommy Pham, uh, a number of guys um, have them, and... You know, we'll, we'll see they're slated to come out in uh, summer 2021. Um, I think that right now a lot of people are looking to innovate from Marucci to Easton, Rawlings, Wilson. Everybody's doing something right now. Uh, I personally believe that Wilson is leading the pack by orders of magnitude, but, you know, there's plenty of time to catch up. It's a long game. So I love it. 